The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, star hopping listeners, and welcome to a galaxy far, far away where a podcast called The Dane and Derek Show brings you your weekly rebellious news. I'm Derek Aiello, a Jedi with a semi functional lightsaber who has turned to podcasting as my only method for <laughs> helping the rebellion. <laughs> and with me, as always, is Dane Fogdahl. Hey, I'm Dane. I am the one in the middle. I am... If I could be anything, I would really want to be the Bendu. I just... It just seems chill. I'd, I'd just be hanging out on a weird planet. Sometimes turn into a giant space thunderstorm. Sounds you know, dope. Yeah. That, yeah, wow. That is some chill energy you've brought into the room. I, I like it. Um, And I, I mean, I guess... Does that cover your non-Jedi job that you'd want in the in the Star Wars world, or does being a weird uh, Force creature that represents the the gray middle of the Force count as a job? Because if so, yes, that is definitely it. But if not, (laughs) job like job job, yeah, like you know the thing you punch in, punch out for. Hmm. Trying to think. I'm trying to think about like what would actually be a good job in yeah, the I mean, Star all- Wars universe. It doesn't look like a good place for like <laughs> quote unquote employment. Um I I um here, I got one. I'll I'll go first. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'd want to be a starship mechanic. Okay, that's pretty good. I, you know, because like, because yeah. then I like, I'm not like working for the Imperials or working for some sort of like other force. I'm just kind of like, I can be on whatever ship I want, and I can fix whatever I want, and I get to see the galaxy. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I think, I think I would want to be like a shopkeep on Naboo because Naboo seems really nice. And it seems like an okay place to just be a person. Yeah, and canonically, uh, you know, they were well taken care of because of the Emperor's connections. Yeah, never so, never got horribly impoverished, never got blowed up. Yeah, so I, I mean like... I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. It's not like Dantooine that gets blown up every like thousand years. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. We got to so, dive yeah. in. We got to get moving because yeah, we have a lot of ground. To we cover. have a lot we of have, ground to cover. Yeah, we have like eight thousand years of Star Wars non-canon and canon to cover. Uh, I'll just get it right off the bat. I love Knights of the Old Republic, and I love anything that takes place before the movies. Nice. Um, I am a lover of things in between, uh, and like it, I love like Clone Wars era stuff. I love. Um, I love between the prequels and the, and the originals. And now because of the Mandalorian, I am loving the in between the originals and the sequels. I like these like weird in between moments. Um, so here's my question that I, I just want to get off the, I want to get off the chest first. And you kind of got there. favorite Canon and legends 
uh, extended universe media go? Oh, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic, period. Uh, like one and two. Um, and a close third would probably be Jedi Fallen Order. Um, it's just, for me, it's like the video games. The video games really stick out as like a really great part of the extended universe. Because, like I said last week, you can be a Star Wars character. You can fulfill Galaxy's Edge for the low price of 60 bucks, 30 bucks, or, you know, $5 whenever there's a Star Wars sale, you know? And it's it's really hard to top that. How about you? Okay. Legends, it's the Clone Wars, original Clone Wars animated series. It's literally the last bit of like Star Wars stuff I watched recently because it just got put on Disney Plus. Um, because it's Star Wars, but also Samurai Jack. It's just so cool. Like it, it's it's very very fun and just ridiculously over the top. I, I really really like it. I think it's I think it's super cool. Um, very swashbuckly. I think I think my favorite. Oh, this is hard, but canon wise, I think it's, I want to say Clone Wars, but Rebels and the Mandalorian are very, very close behind. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I, I, I think like a lot of people say like the Clone Wars and Rebels and Mandalorian have kind of, for all intents and purposes, redeemed their respective counterparts, right? Like Clone Wars and Rebels redeemed the prequels and Mandalorian redeemed the sequels and the one-off films in a lot of ways, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I it's don't interest. It's interesting that people put that pressure on it. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, for sure. So my feelings about, about the basically what I would call the Dave Filoni star Wars uh, is that it feels very honest to me. Um, like it very much feels to me like Dave Filoni sits there and thinks Star Wars is for everybody and every spit little bit of Star Wars is somebody's like true heart and soul Star Wars, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't shit on any part of the Star Wars universe. He thinks it's all awesome and he just tells these very cool stories about very interesting characters in this universe. And I think it does a great job. And in the Clone Wars, he does play around with some protagonists, Anakin and Obi-Wan, um, in a really big way, right? And to me, they've really become like the true pre-original uh, trilogy version of those characters because they get to be so fleshed out. But they also don't betray the characters portray- as portrayed in the films either. Um, which I think is really admirable. And in the same hand that we've often been talking about this whole time that we've been talking about Star Wars is, I think these shows, which I'll be honest, like for you, the video games really matter. For me, the shows, and to a slightly lesser extent, the comics, which the comics are just harder for me to keep up on, even though I really, really love them, especially the canon con. There's so many. I, I love the some of the legend stuff, especially because I can just kind of read it and not really worry about how it fits into everything anymore because it's not canon. Um, but the Ganon comics, since uh, Disney bought them, are really good, actually. like They're really good, so I really enjoy them. But the thing that I really like about the shows 
is that on the one hand, they're very true to the, to the series. Like they're very, very true, but they're not, they're not lacking in ideas at all. They're very full of ideas and they're really, they're awesome at like taking on really big topics. Like the clone wars really, really does hit on a war. Like it really like gets there, especially with the, with the fact that like the clones get to be people and it gets dark and heavy and really spectacular in that, in that sense. And rebels does kind of like show what being under a fascist regime was really like in, in a lot of ways while not letting it stop being um, approachable. And the Mandalorian is really cool at truly episodic television, which I think is dope. And then on top of it is it's a, it's a, it's a Western, right? So it talks about the aftermath of a war, you know, like it's the only time we've ever gotten to see star Wars post a war. Like, yeah. Truly, like truly yeah. post a war. Right. Um, in the sense that like a, a very specific type of war, the sort of war that leaves both all sides. So devastated, there just really isn't a lot of order left. Um, because everybody has to rebuild, right? Like, we kind of get to see the the aftermath of a war in Rebels, but really we get to see the aftermath of a regime takeover, right? Um, and so I think it's just, they get to do these strange explorations, right? And like, for example, in the Clone Wars, there's a brief arc of episodes where we are shown that there is a group of light side sensitive aliens well, not really aliens, but they're just light side force sensitives on a, from a particular culture of aliens who have like kind of negative feelings towards the Jedi, but are still light side users. Um, but their empress and leader of both the civilization and the, the religion has like a romantic thing for Jar Jar Binks because they like his childlike mind, which is bizarre, right? Um, but they're experiencing disappearances because another religious organization, the night sisters, which are a dark side organization, but not related to the Sith and aren't inherently evil either um, have been like draining them of power. And so Mace Windu goes and helps and has to re-earn their trust because the Jedi kind of kidnapped their children at one point. So we are introduced to like three force religions and wielders, three different types. Um, But also it's about Mace Windu and Jar Jar Binks and it's bizarre and strange and cool and interesting in the Star Wars universe. And it's just like so weird because it's just like, it can only be tried because it, it like someone is taking a risk and doing something interesting. And I think that's what these side stories allow for. Yeah. Like I think one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes is the one where it kind of deals with the origins of this one particular clone team with the character heavy. Oh, uh, you know? Oh, they're so good. And then you follow those clones throughout the whole series. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that like, it just like, it's a very, it's a very heartbreaking episode, but, and I, and it's like just a very human thing. Like there's like really no Jedis in that episode. As far as I remember, I just remember like feeling like really heavy afterwards and just, it was rough. And I, it's like, I think that's kind of the beauty of Star Wars on television, right? 
you can be afforded these moments that where you can have things to breathe and you can go down these sort of left turns that no one expects, but are still on the main journey. And that's kind of why I always felt like Star Wars belonged on television in a lot of ways. Because it's, it's, there's so much, there's so many adventures. You can't possibly do movies forever, you know? Mm-hmm. It's too it, big. Yeah. It just makes sense to, to do TV and especially with Clone Wars. And I mean, in a lot of ways, right? Like the television shows, a lot like the comics, there's just a lot of avenues. And in the same way that, like, that I, maybe that's like the, the, the thing that, that connects them all is that, uh, Video games, comics, and television shows of Star Wars all have this space to explore anything that is outside of the movies or outside of sort of like canon. And as a result, gets to flesh out this world that we've grown up sort of like seeing only one perspective of. So everything else is interesting. You know? Yes. Yes, very much so. Yeah. And, and it, it leaves space for a lot of development. Like, like I would take like Ahsoka Tano as as an example of this of like this is a character who you get to we get really get to know because she's in in three shows now um and and she she gets this space to be developed right and, and over a long period of time in a way you can't in a movie um or there's like the characterization of like everybody's Darth Revan is a little different, you know? And so I, I really love how, like you said, all the space allowed for the, in the, in these, in these other avenues and areas. And, you know, something I was thinking about is that like star Wars at its core is a ripoff of flash Gordon, right? Like if we're, if we're being honest, if they, at its, at its base, right. That's grown into something so much more, of course. Um, and Flash Gordon was a serial. It was serialized. And so are the Star Wars movies. But the iteration time on films is so much bigger that there's something really special and something that feels very right about the fact that when made episodic in a much bigger way or given even longer to to breathe, like in a TV show or a video game or, or comics that there's something that really, really works about the, about the whole setting and everything about star Wars in those, in those formats, you know? Exactly. It's sort of a return to form and you kind of don't have enough time for it to get bad because everything's got to be so compressed and that's like kind of good. Like Mm -hmm. they already have a hard enough time compressing the movies, but when you, have even less time you don't worry about what you have to compress and cut you just write the story within those parameters it's it goes back to something we talk about a lot which is like the best art has restrictions has distance from its source material and that's kind of what all these mediums have in common is there's distance and restrictions that force them to be more creative and have better ideas than sort of what they were originally born into right like something i think about is one of the reasons I think the originals work is that they were films unrelated to anything else. Right. And in that way they could just be films. They didn't have to like, 
the prequels have to support all this weight of a universe. And so do the, the, and the sequels too. Like they're so connected. They're not just, they can't just be movies because they were star Wars movies. Right. As opposed to like the Mandalorian, which there are some pressures on it for sure, but it just had, it, it just needed to be a show. And like the clone wars was just like, be a show on cartoon network, please. Like you don't have to do anything. Like just be Star Wars. That's enough for kids. And in, and when given that sort of like freedom of like you take the pressure off on some level on some aspect, you're suddenly freed up to do other interesting things. You know, like I think that's one of the things that's always been very freeing about the comics. And I think about the video games sometimes too, was that like, it didn't matter. You know, like it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't matter what happens in the comics because so few people are going to see them. Yeah. It's, um, it's not as important as the movies, which is so interesting now that they've pivoted to doing all these TV shows because now maybe the movies will like be better because there's so much fucking, less pressure on them. Right. They have a, a fucking like space to breathe in. Like, you know, you're good God. Like, please like just take the pressure off. It doesn't have to be this like perfect thing. We like, if you love the world, you love the world and you're going to give it a try, you know? Yeah, and, um, and that's the other thing too, right? Like a big part of Star Wars, whether or not you like it, is that there's this sort of scrappy nature to it. And a lot of these comics, TV shows, and video games have their all sorts of jank that they had to sort of sort through and figure out and adapt to. Like the Clone Wars, like it's it's like, you know, it's 3D animated. You look at those shots and like sometimes they're not really moving much. And like with how tight their timelines are, like they really got to make sure that they got it tight and, you know, written well. And like the video games are full of bugs and full of issues, but they're still great games. And I'm sure the com in the comics, you know, the comics get, you know, get like redacted every now and then when they got to fix something. But it's like, that's just something where it's like in a movie, you just, they're like, that pressure is so intense, but on a show, it's like, yeah, you know, we've got a couple of peas, you know, a pot and some pasta. We got to make it good, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to do what we can. This is what we and, have. And 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 I think that because of that, it's, you know, you, you kind of go back to how the original films were made in terms of like the ideology behind it and how scrappy it was. And I think that that spirit is what makes a lot of these other non-canon media, you know, it's what makes them a lot more in the spirit of Star Wars than a lot of other things, you know? Yeah. There's like an adventurousness to a lot of them, you know? And, and I, I will say, I think, I know you love Jedi fallen order and I really actually enjoyed my time with it too. Um, but I will say that there's something a little less like some of the early, like Lucas, Lucas arts games were a bit more adventurous. I think, I think, I think Jedi fallen order, not quite playing it like safe. I think there's a lot, to it it does feel very like triple a video game oh yeah and i realized oh so you go you go uh no it's 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 no it's no kotor you know it's no knights of the old republic no no it is and and that's you know partially because like they had so like you know their head you know the studio didn't really have any hands off of it you know and they it was kind of the first of its kind you know in terms of like being a D game but with star wars yeah yeah compared to like jedi academy and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you know we're honestly you and i are, are skirting around one thing right now 
the novels. Ah, uh, yeah. I have never really de- dove into the novels. Like, just never have. Um, so, I used to read the Jedi Apprentice novels, which are about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and Oh, I remember those from when I was, like, in elementary and yeah, early middle school. They're on yeah. the bookshelf. They're on the bookshelf, like above or next to magic treehouse because they're slightly more advanced but not that advanced yeah Um, Yeah. i used to read those all the time so like obi-wan kenobi is one of my favorite characters because of those novels and a lot of like the stuff in those novels gets like brought back up in the clone wars which is awesome like the whole arc with satine and all that that's like in like the original you know novelizations and there's some cool stuff there. Um, I haven't read some of the more like, or like, you know, like non Skywalker saga related novels, you know, in, in a bit. Um, but I mean, like there's some cool stuff. Like it's, they're, they're very different. I think they're a very different kind of star Wars experience that, yeah, you know, if I'm in an airport and I see a cool looking star Wars book, maybe I'll buy it. Right. Yeah. Like there's, and there's like the legends, stuff where like where that like extended um extended universe version of like luke skywalker like the one everybody ex- like that so many people were so disappointed in like the last jedi version of luke uh were so like disappointed about and stuff and so like i i couldn't quite follow the novels i didn't i didn't really get into those um but a lot of people do and a lot of people love them and that's awesome go you go you know like i'm glad like like and like some stuff from there like sounds really cool like thrawn always sounded like cool to me and so like when he showed up in rebels i was very excited i was like oh this guy seems this guy seems as cool as like as promised like i'm glad he's here like this is awesome i'm i'm so excited that ahsoka is going to be dealing with him in her miniseries yeah, you know, and Ezra too. Oh, I an unex- can't wait for Ezra unexpected, to come back. yeah, like an unexpected fan favorite. You know, and and then that's just I think that's just the product. You know, I think the product I, I <laughs> the best part about the Star Wars fandom cuz like last episode we had a lot of negative things to say about it, which are all very true, but the best part about the Star Wars fandom are the people who create these things and who take the time to create interesting stories and who just love Star Wars. And 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 all the people that make like you know fan films and stuff like that that stuff is some of the best stuff that exists and you know like there's a reason why the lightsaber choreography competition is such a huge thing every year and it would be remiss to not mention that there's some great fan work out there that you know just truly shows how much people love this stuff uh and that's a huge part of why i think you know, on the positive end of fandom, you get some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yes, when it's <laughs> when it's about creation, when it's about ad- yeah. addition, not not subtraction, not trying to find the pure true Star Wars, but like the fact that like this is going to sound so silly and maybe like a little, I don't know, idealistic, like beyond, like like almost childish, but like Star Wars is for everybody. You know, and the more that Star Wars can seem like it's for everybody, the better it is to me. You know, like, I love that, you know, like, Luke Skywalker inspires a lot of people. And, you know, and I love that Ahsoka exists because Ahsoka inspires a lot of a lot of people, too, because she reminds them of her. Like, I'm 
a white dude, like a white cis dude. Like that is who I am. And Luke inspires me, but you know, I could go elsewhere. I don't need, I like, I personally need Luke and I'd be so sad. Um, I cried in the theater when he died. Um, (laughs) and, and when in Mandalorian, when he showed up, uh, my roommates, when we were watching, they were a little disappointed because they were like, they had their, like their fingers crossed for like Ezra coming back or, or something, right? Like some other Jedi other than Luke. Um, but I was so excited to see him, but there, I have so much representation and, and that's the thing that I love that can be about star Wars is it's so big and it's so broad and it can be, and it can encompass everything and everybody can be in it. If we let them, if we want everybody to be in it. And that's the thing that I, I, I at its best when you're talking about like those fan films of like, like you and I have done fun movies together. So I know what it must've been like on set and how exciting that was and fun for people. And, you know, and like cosplaying and all of this stuff, right? Like, that's where it can shine when everybody's allowed to bring their side of it, you know, like, cause it can be so big. Like, um, my, my friend, her mom went to the Denver comic-con dressed as a Jedi, not a specific Jedi, just a Jedi. And everybody knew that she was a Jedi and it could just be her. Like you, you talk to me so much about how for you, Star Wars is somewhere where you live. It's not, like for the, because of the games, they matter so much to you, and I think that's where it, what it can be. It doesn't have to be this limited thing where some people have the truth and some people don't. That 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 is truly what makes Star Wars so great. Is anyone can be a part of it, and that's something that I think I think we're going to be seeing more of that as. Because they have a huge slate of shows and movies from a whole range of directors, and it's only going to continue to exist, you know. And I think that that's really exciting. And I hope it's you know, adventurous, you know. Yeah, like, like Taika Waititi is directing one of them, I think. Right? Yes. Yeah. That sounds awesome. He's amazing. His work is bizarre. Like I loved Thor Ragnarok, though. Like I loved yeah. Thor Ragnarok. It was the arguably maybe my favorite Marvel movie, like movie movie, and definitely the best Thor one. I, I will, I will argue anyone every day on that, but um, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's awesome. And honestly, like I know I have very conflicted feelings about Disney and perhaps at some point we should do an episode just about Disney, you and me, like just how we feel about how much Disney owns and how like concerning that is and how maybe confining for creativity that might be. But anyways, setting that aside for a second, one thing that is encouraging to me about Disney owning them, it has been, was, and this is going to sound funny, is WandaVision. WandaVision makes me very hopeful for Star Wars. Are you ready to go on this journey with me? Yeah. Okay. The Marvel movies tend to follow a bit of a cookie cutter setup, right? Like, which is why like Thor Ragnarok kind of stands out because that's a little weird. Um, WandaVision is out there. Like it, hate it, whatever. It's weird. It was an adventure. They tried something. They really did. I think maybe they can do the same thing with Star Wars. I think they can let people try stuff. And that's exciting. That's really exciting to me. Yeah. That, yeah. 
exactly. That's kind of what I'm like. There were a lot of people that were kind of like, oh my goodness, there's too much Star Wars. And I'm like, no, like this is going to be great. Like the next 10 years of Star Wars media on Disney Plus is probably going to be some of the best Star Wars we've seen. And also probably a few duds in there. Honestly, honestly, probably. Yeah. You have to make, you have to make some risks to find the really cool stuff. You don't, you know, like Star Wars was a risk, right? Right. Like nobody wanted to invest in it. They let Lucas keep like all kinds of rights because they thought it was going to crash and burn. If you read or listen or watch anything, everybody on that production, George Lucas included, thought Star Wars was going to fucking crash and burn. That's what they all thought. Every single one of them. Um, because it was so out there. It was ins- it was kind of insane what they were trying to do. And if you don't keep some of that in there... And you don't keep the 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 wild, the imagination, the this is a universe for everyone in there. I think it's gonna. That's when you start losing it. I think that is as good as any to wrap up our Star Wars month. Wait, I, I have I have one oh, thing. You, I have you one, got thing. one thing. I, one thing. Um, okay, okay. The the extended universe is so big. Um, give uh, give a couple recommendations for people that like you think that people might not have like seen or read or listened like any any of it right like what can you recommend um for a video game play knights of the old republic the first one um for a show definitely watch the clone wars and if not the clone wars watch rebels uh, rebels is shorter rebels is shorter. Wars, yeah if, that, if, if that's too intimidating for you um and also, like if clone you have wars a- is, clone wars also fair warning to everybody clone wars is out of order um, yeah. It was released out of order. Look it up online, the order of episodes you should watch it. And it really helps. It's a little bit of extra work, but it's really worth it. Keep going. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. And um, uh, uh, there's that comic that we always talk about. Uh, Star Wars Tales. Um, any any of those volumes of comics are just amazing. It's an anthology. Some of them are fucking hilarious and just like joke. Like I'm thinking about one I remember is uh, like Django Fett killing a bunch of other rival bounty bounty hunters. Very funny. Um, versus like you and I talk about this amazing run of like, it's like a six issue comic where basically a guy fakes being a Jedi to get revenge. It's super cool. Yeah. How about you, man? What, what are some of your wrecks? All right. Um, let's see. Video game wise. video game wise i think huh i don't know if i actually have a video game wreck so i think i'm gonna i'm gonna set that aside cool um comics wise i think if you if you want canon comics um Like any of the canon comics are really good right now, but I would recommend you you read specifically the Doctor Afra comics, um, due to the fact that they introduce a whole brand new character who's like another one of those fan favorites, like secret fan favorites, and it's super interesting and it takes a whole 
other look at the galaxy. It's super cool. So I'd really recommend that. Um, I would actually recommend the Old Republic comics. They're legends now. Um, But they are connected to the Old Republic video game. They take place beforehand. And they follow a really interesting Jedi. And explore uh, lots of very interesting aspects of the Force and the Jedi and the Sith and all of this good stuff. It's it's super cool. It's super fun. Um, I'd recommend that. Um, And then... I think the show I would recommend since you, you kind of stole my big ones and it's not worth saying the Mandalorian, it's too big. Um, <laughs> seriously, go watch the original 2d animated clone wars. It's, I would, equ- I would equate it to genuinely watching like, um, it, it's like a Kung Fu movie, but star Wars, like that's probably the best I can explanation I can give. Like, there's so little dialogue and it just doesn't like there's barely any plot, but it's just cool. It's cool. Star Wars action at its best. Like if you have, if you haven't seen any of it, there's a, there's an, a, a bit where Mace Windu uh, loses his lightsaber and beats the shit out of some battle droids with his bare fucking hands. It's so cool. It's so cool. Like there's a scene where he, where he like takes a, like all the screws out of a droid and it falls apart. And then he, throws all of that with the force as shrapnel to destroy a bunch of other it's just fun it's just so fun um watch that i love star wars <laughs> yeah star wars is good and one day i'm gonna make a star wars movie i hope i believe in you <laughs> i believe in you one day in a galaxy far far away and that's it for this week and this month on um, this ever ever long star wars month uh <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to these last four weeks of Star Wars. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled tabletop RPG, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever else Star Wars related content we talk about next week. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello and Dane. Where can we find you? You can days? find me on Twitter at Dane underscore Fogdahl. Um, and you can find my podcast, uh, it's called Diceology, which is D-I-C-E-O-L-O-G-Y, like the science of dice. It's an actual play show. Um, we actually did a whole anthology that was definitely a big sort of space opera. You'll see all my inspirations from Star Wars in there. If you want to go check it out, it's called Eleven Jump Gates. Um, you might really like it. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. That was a big plug for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. May the forest be with you all one last time and we'll see you next week.